0: Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Lillian Faulkner, and we are going to be talking about her new book, Links from Above Opening Up to Signs and Synchronicities to Receive Little Miracles Each Day. You are always receiving guidance from the universe, whether or not you are aware of it. In today's hectic world, People are looking for simple yet powerful ways to experience greater awareness, peace, and grace. It's easy to overlook the signs and synchronicities that are the very clues we need to gain insight and thrive. An energy healer, Lillian Faulkner, has been in contact with her guides and angels since early childhood. She offers many wonderful examples of the magic and support in her life that is available to you in your life. Born in Hanoi, Vietnam, Lilian is a French, is French Vietnamese. She grew up in France and subsequently lived in Europe, Asia, and the United States. She has a degree in English literature and is fluent in French and English. Lillianne has been a professional contemporary dancer performing in both Europe and the United States. She's been a European fashion model, fashion consultant, Amazon rainforest explorer, and most recently, a multiple best-selling author. For more information, you can visit Lillianne's website, which is www.winksfromabove.com. And with that, I'd like to welcome Lillian to the show. Good day. Thanks for joining me.
1: Oh, thank you, Robert. Thank you for having me.
0: It is my pleasure, and I just love talking about signs and synchronicities. Um, To me, they're they're magical moments, (laughs) and I enjoy every single one of them when they happen to be. So I'm looking forward to to helping our audience learn more about that. So first of all, this This book that you wrote, it's a transformational book, but it's also deeply personal. Um, You you go into some, you know, stories um, about a a rather difficult um, childhood. So tell us why you wrote the book and, you know, how you approached writing it.
1: Well, uh, I just wanted to share an amazing discovery I made during a very traumatic period of my life. That discovery brought answers to many questions I had, and it gave me a clearer vision of the way I saw myself and my place in the universe. That's when I realized that I'm not alone. I was never alone. You see, my life had been an amazing journey through which I experienced deep pain, but also great joy. For most of my life, like many people, I had an impression that there were more to me than my physical body. But I never spent much time thinking about it or how and why things happened to me. Oftentimes people would say, oh, you're lucky. But I would just shrug and say, oh, it was coincidence. But then a few years ago, I experienced a life-threatening medical condition that caused me to slow down and think about all the terrible, as well as the exceptional things that occurred during my life. I found myself starting to reflect on all the events that led me to where I was. many totally stories came back to my mind from as far back as when I was a young child. To revisit them with my eyes, mind, and heart wide open led me to make many changes in the way I approach life. That's when I realized that most of us had or are having to deal with exceptional situations. That's when I felt compelled to write my stories down and by doing so, I gradually realized I had a message to deliver. We're never alone. And I must also share the importance of not only seeing, but also interpreting and using the signs of the tools on a regular basis. That's how I started to write my book, Wings from Above.
0: Yeah. So, did you have any reluctance to? I mean, you, when you said that you, you had this medical condition that caused some. some Great reflection. Did you, you know, and looking back on the childhood difficulties, did you have any um, hesitancy in sharing those, those very difficult moments?
1: Yes, I did because some periods were very, very painful to remember. And I just didn't want to go there. I was trying to avoid them. They were there in my mind, but I would try to avoid them. so in order to be able to share honesty with people, I had to revisit them and narrate them as clearly, as as precisely as I could. Uh, Overall, it was a very, very difficult period. But... Um, it was very cathartic in some ways, because I went through them. It took several weeks sometimes to 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 to, to go through the suffering again. But it, at the end, now they look like uh, silent movies, you know, in the background, and I don't feel anything. I can see precisely what happened, but I don't feel anything. And one very, very important thing that happened is that by revisiting them, I was able to not only forgive, the people, I had started that, but it really was reaffirmed when I, when I wrote them, but I went another step. I'm thanking them for what happened because it allowed me to be who I am today. So yeah. yes, it was, it was wonderful in some ways, but it was difficult at first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think, you know, the idea, first of all, of, of, revisiting them, um, you know, the idea of it being therapeutic to do so. It seems from many people I've spoken with who have done memoir types of, of books that have had, you know, similar kinds of challenges that it, you know, the therapeutic nature of it um, is, is something that is, you know, a, a common um, response. And, and, and even if, one isn't going to publish a book. <laughs> you know, the idea of even mm-hmm. going through the process um mm-hmm. can can be very yeah, can be very helpful. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, so yeah. thank
0: Yeah, so now in, in your book um you talk about energies, you know, and, and gaining a better awareness of them. So can you tell us a little bit about um you know what do you mean by energies? you know and, and does everyone kind of have the ability to sense these energies?
1: Yes, um, everything around us is energy, inanimate um, things as well as as um, animals, plants, us, everything is energy, and when we learn how to communicate, we can be in communication with almost everything. You can sense, for instance, a plant. I talk to my plants. <laughs> Sometimes I ask them where I should cut and I have to train them. Um, I talk to animals. I mean, it's not talking like, you know, a conversation that I can understand, I can, I can, I can feel, and all that is transported that energy. Now, I also use energy for healing, and I have learned to recognize blockages in bodies read the energy of a person and uh, be able to transfer some heal- uh, healing energy as well. So everything around us is energy, and that's something we all have to remember.
0: Yeah. So, so now we... Um, I understand that the idea of maybe we are we all born with, um, the awareness, you know, the kind of energy awareness. I mean, is it, it seems to me that children often have, you know, have, uh, haven't learned to, to turn off or, or to, you know, block, um, energy. So is, is it, Is it something that, you know, that we're born with and that we either develop or we even um, block or, or hinder?
1: I really believe that all of us are born with abilities that we deny to ourselves as we grow up. Children indeed have those abilities. As long as they're not schooled and they're not learning otherwise, it's not difficult for them to be connected with the other side of the veil. Uh, they talk to nature, they are very close to animals, and if we let them, um, yeah, they, they are connected until they are about six years old, until the time they go to school. Then they learn different ways. They are also taught, oh, no, no, that's just, you imagine a friend, no, oh, no, it doesn't exist, or they learn to think differently, and they learn to... Uh, not believe, what they feel or they see. So that's when they start to change. For me, and I explain that in my book, because of my education, because of what was happening, I was pretty much left to my own device, and I was not allowed to speak to other children. Even in school, oftentimes I was isolated while others were playing. So I, I had nobody except... I had the luck to live in a very beautiful area the sea on one side and the forest on the other side so i was always connected with nature and there were animals from the village coming to visit me and um i never felt alone i was always communicating talking to the spiders <laughs> to birds uh, i would listen to the wind what it was saying to me etc and when i grew up i transferred that that ability into art once i discovered painting or music what i could not get in nature because i lived in a city uh, starting at age nine then it was transferred into art i would go to a museum i would see painting i would enter some of the paintings and suddenly i was gone i was i was behind what you saw in the painting, I was behind those trees, etc. So I, I was able to transfer that into the uh, art, whether it was literature, or music, or painting, and it allowed me to keep uh, that communication with the other side uh, fresh, and I never really liked it, except some period of time when I was depressed, and when you're depressed, that's one of the major blockages, that prevents you from uh, being able to see signs and connecting to the other side. So, yeah, coming back to the children, yes, children are connected.
0: Yeah, yeah. and you know the, um, the the nature aspect of what you spoke about in, in the early child, your early childhood. It, it seems to me, I mean, when I have children, you know. Um, among nature, you know, that there, there, is, there's, there seems to be so much joy and um, carefree state of being that they're in when, when they're in that environment.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and you can also teach them, um, because they're, they're, it's easy for them to connect. I remember my granddaughter, age four, she was very afraid of uh bugs. And there was one running just in the area where she wanted to sit in the grass. So she was a bit concerned. I said, oh, yeah, we're going to do something about it. Put your hands on your heart. Close your eyes. I said, now, can you see this thing right in your mind? Can you see it? Okay, talk to it. And you can tell her that, you know, it's her home, but it's not too to play for just a little while, and, and maybe she could go away for just a little bit. And amazingly, mm-hmm. as, as I was telling you words, the words, the, 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 the bird was moving away, so I said, open your eyes now. Oh, my God, it's working, it's working. So I said, well, mm-hmm. you know, from now on, when you want something to change, put your hands on your heart and go inside you and in your mind, in your head, just see what you want to change. So, you know, by teaching children to do little things like that, you make it normal, you make it it's it's okay to do that. So now she does that periodically and it's so cute to see. So that's why I want to write uh books for children, uh very um I mean related to the book I wrote Wings from above. Actually some parents asked me if I could write a book and some other asked me for uh not only for children but also for teenagers. So um i uh, I will prepare books about that so they can direct to children and like they're the little hero or heroine of the, of, of the book and that they have the ability yeah. and, you know, that's, that's the, the, well, you know, that, yeah.
0: well, that's so good because, you know, it is one way of reinforcing that connection, um, for the children, it, it, or reinforcing that awareness in them and, you mm-hmm. know, it, uh, it would uh, um, kind of allow those who have, you know, strong sense of of, of aware and energetic awareness, to feel comfortable, where in in today's world sometimes, you know, that kind of uh, gift is sometimes frowned upon, you know, in in children mm-hmm. and uh, it would, you know, because um, and and yeah, and it would I think it would be. A wonderful wonderful gift for them. Um, So now, when when it comes time to being aware of the energies, um, can you tell us, you know, what are, you know, different ways that people can um, sense, you know, or or become aware of the energies around them?
1: Um uh, first of all, be very calm inside, and being calm um, allows to perceive what's around us. So, for instance, I'll give an example. In the morning, what I like to do is go outside and dance. I'm not speaking of a dance performing. I'm speaking of moving my body. While I'm listening maybe or feeling the wind on my skin or listening to birds, just move. And make sure nobody's watching. Just, it feels good to just move. You can use music if you want to, that's fine. And at the same time, it can, it can become a dance meditation. You can let your mind flow. And, uh, if you have a question, if you have something that you would like to know, just go in that direction, but very softly where you, while you move and you dance. So, that's a very important uh, another thing to in the morning, I always say morning because it's always good to start your day that way, uh, feeling emptying what should not be there, removing what should not be there, and filling your heart with a lot of gratitude, for instance, gratitude, love, etc. that will help you uh, fill up with the with the energy, sta the energy around. Um, no, it, it it's it's very important yeah. to do that. I mean, I could give a lot of examples I, I give a lot in my book, but uh, even if you want to stay seated, you can stay seated, uh, play music that you really like, um, and then you just let the music go through you. And as it goes through you, maybe your hand wants to move, then you, then your arm, then your shoulder, and then suddenly you up, etc. Um, take a take a walk in the forest. And, as you walk in the forest, try to listen to everything. Make sure that you listen. Maybe there is a brook, not very far, so you listen to the water, then maybe the leaves whistling on, on, the, on, on the branches, or you open your eyes and then you can see the leaves slightly moving, or maybe a bird just perched on a on the branch. And all these things are very peaceful and as you are opening to them, you're very mindful of you're in the present, and that's very, very important. While you're, in the, while you're in, the, in the present, you don't worry about the past or what you are going to cook for dinner. You're in the present, and you enjoy every single moment of that. So a walk is, is always very wonderful. If you don't have a place to walk because you live in a city, just to choose a tree. And shoot the branches and, and get lost into the, the, the tree. Uh, sit, sit or stand by the tree and just stare inside the tree. Um, or maybe um, uh, in a park there are some flowers and enjoy every single one, the, the, the stuffed petal, the texture of the petal, the way the wind moves in the grass, etc. So all this makes you stay in the present and to be the present is very important because it gives you to your sword. Do you the the word I that?
0: Yeah. Well I'll tell you for, in the beginning when you said dance, my I immediately uh, oh no. <laughs> I have no rhythm. <laughs> but but uh mm-hmm. but one of the things that I do every day and every morning is is go for a walk, you know, in, in my neighborhood mm-hmm. and and
1: mm-hmm. um
0: to me it's a very um balancing kind of um,
1: uh, activity. And,
0: and it started when I wrote my first book back in 2012 that when when I started to walk on one, one particular day, the idea for my book came in, and then every day after. And when I walked, I got more ideas. I got more ideas. And, and so, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of how I, I established that pattern. And, you know, and – you know, we're you were talking about you know, and for me that's very calming. And you know, you're talking about it being a calming mm-hmm. kind of um, activity. And then um, many times I would you know put music on, you know, my headphones on, and, and walk. And then then mm-hmm. many times I realized that you know with the music playing, I miss. The sounds, mm-hmm. you know, the sounds of mm-hmm. like like in our our neighborhood. Quite often, we have woodpeckers, you know, that have very distinct mm. of sounds, and um, <laughs> and I always try to capture <laughs> exactly. I always try to capture <laughs> pictures of them if I can find them. And so mm-hmm. so now now I often do not have music on, and you know, and there's construction and all all the kinds of you know mm-hmm. intrusive noises. But but that's still part of that being present is a kind of what's going
1: on. And you live you live near the the beach, right? I live near the s- beach, s- right? Okay. Yeah. One 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 great thing I love to do too is go on the beach. Either you walk or you sit down, close your eyes, and listen to the waves. To me, when I was a little girl, because the house was so near the beach or the the, the sea. I would fall asleep with the sound of the waves, and to me, they were like the earth was breathing. It was like, yeah. <gasps> so the earth was breathing, and I was part of that, that breathing, and that's how I would fall asleep. But still now, I was uh, near the beach a few days ago, and same thing, I just closed my eyes, and it's so refreshing. I feel I feel alive, I feel part of her of of the earth, as you thought of uh of the universe, something like that. It's it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. You know, and there's something to the rhythm of you know, the hearing the the waves um wrap up on the beach. But it's a uh, it's you know, if if for me, if I put my attention to just listening to that to, to me mm-hmm. that is extremely very calming you know and um, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i enjoyed enjoy that too um so now you you've um kind of been in connection with your spirit guides and angels um mm-hmm. for what what tell us when did you first recognize this who they were? And and you know, kind of, what were the circumstances regarding that that I'd say that that first awareness of of what was happening?
1: You know, it's it, amazingly, it's just a few years ago. All along, since I was a child, I would talk. I would talk to the tree. I would talk to. I didn't know I was talking to an entity. I was. I just talk, and I I felt I had a response somehow. It's, uh, during, before my illness, when I, when I learned to become a, uh, a healer, I had to learn a lot of different things that opened me to contacting guides or understanding guides and angels, et cetera. That's when I started to be much more aware. But I became extremely aware when, just before I wrote the book during my illness, when I received help. And I started to investigate, and I found out, yeah, yeah, you have a, you have a lot of you have guides around you, and you have your angels. And for me, my angels are just three archangels. I have Saint Michael, Saint Gabriel, and Saint Raphael. I rarely see any other angels. Those are my my support and guardians. Um, Maybe there is one, a guardian angel, but I I can't put the name or or speak very well, but but I'm talking about the three archangels, and then I have several guides. And the guides could be, they could be uh, human you have known, they could be ancestors, they could also be animal spirits. I have a a little dog we love, apparently I see him. and, and others. I mean, you have the strengths of nature, etc. And I was in touch with that, but I did not know. So it's only a few years back when I decided to investigate and really learn. And I was so surprised I got so much more out of uh, this contact than before because I could go back and understand what happened when I was a child because I was able to ask questions. And I would get answers most of the time. And I did that. Typically, in the middle of the night, I would wake up at about 3.30. I would sit down, mm. I would, and I would start to meditate, and suddenly I was in contact. And sometimes I had to write down what was downloaded to me. That's how I was able to go back uh, into some episodes of my childhood and get more answers. So it's, it's only maybe five years ago, I would say. Six mm-hmm. years ago at the most that I, I really was able to define who my guides were and my angels. So, yeah. but everybody has been. It's just that we don't think about it. They were there all along. <laughs> it's yeah. just that I, yeah. I, I ignore them.
0: Yeah, well, when, when you were a child, you maybe thought some of the uh, answers you were receiving were from, like, the trees that you asked the question, you know, um, or, or, you know, some, something, you know, other than what have been defined as, as guides or, or as angels. Um, so, and, and you know, when it comes to um, a name um, of a guide, you know, I've, I've kind of gone back, I mean, I've talked to a lot of people about, you know, names of guides and, you know, who, who they are, who they were, you know, and to me, it seemed that um you know I had difficulty in coming up with a name, you know I mean with, you know identifying the particular mm-hmm. name of one, and then then finally, um someone said to me, "You know, it really doesn't matter what you call them I mean who you know yeah, the, the yeah. key point was. You know community focusing on the, you know them or you know in in kind of um making that connection, the connection was more important than the name
1: yes exactly and and in the shift, it depends what you need because you have a team of guides, and they might some might appear when you need something in a specific area. And you have some who are there most of the time, like probably your ancestors, maybe grandparents or parents. Um, I see my parents, theoretically, and it's always very interesting to me. Um, And, yeah, there, there are others. I know they're there. I can't really put a name, but they're there, like in the background. Yeah. And there is a lady, always long white robe and long white hair. And... I believe she might be my higher self. I was never mm-hmm. able to get a true response, but she's always there when I need her. I just think of her, she's there, and whatever I need, she will help with it. And she's not my mother. I saw my mother on the, you know, after she crossed over, and she and I, we. I, I, well, I, was, I left her when I was 15 months old because of the war in Vietnam. Mm. But I saw mm-hmm. her again when I was 48, so I did not know her well. And until she died, I saw her maybe four times. So I never got a hug from her or you know anything that typically a, a child and a mother would exchange. But since she's on the other side, I've received a hug from her, which was just amazing because I never had that when she was alive. So, it's interesting how I was able to define, but there is an example of uh, something that did not happen to me. It's a person who wanted to redo her yard, and she had no clue because she's not a gardener, but she had some guys, and she knew one of them used to be um, de- decorate gardens, etc. So, she asked questions, and she drew everything. She went to a garden center thinking, oh, well, maybe what I do is, and they said, oh, my God, oh, my God, you, you are you a professional? <laughs> and she said, no, but then you have some friends who are. <laughs> it's funny because she received exactly what she needed while she had no mm-hmm. clue if she was doing right or wrong. So there are things you can Get that way that are just amazing. That, you know, that there is so much more that we can get that we yeah. think we can. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's funny. Uh, oh, a funny story. There was one particular time when I was, you know, trying very, you know, earnestly to communicate with my guys and to to listen to what what was being received, and and I got so frustrated <laughs> at one point that I you know, I said, Okay, I know there's one main guy there, you know, you're kind of like the team leader there. I want you to fire everyone else <laughs> and bring in a new team <laughs> because things aren't working, you know. And um but it was funny because you know, whether it was just psychologically, you know, or, or whether there, there were truly was some kind of movement but there was a there was a shift in, in my ability to to at least, you know Get some, you know, discernment as to some of the information I was receiving, but but that was just a funny little thing I <laughs> I wanted.
1: Well, they, they they can be. We can get. Um, messages that are sometimes very funny, and the guides can be very funny. I have two little stories. One is, that was at the beginning when I was planning on writing my book. And you know, I was procrastinating, and you know, the things you do instead of writing, right? And uh, Mm -hmm. I was starting to contact my guides, but I was not 100% sure how to do that. So one thing I learned was, okay, um, when you lay in bed, close your eyes, and you know, ask questions, and so I had a pad with me and a piece of I mean a piece of paper and a pencil and I was ready to write whatever came. And I waited and waited and <laughs> waited. It was about three thirty in the morning, nothing. So, okay, well I put my pad away. And suddenly from far, far, far away in my head of course, there was like a like a road and it was white. And I saw people moving forward and they had banners. And they were marching and screaming at the same time, oh, oh God, what's going on, what's coming up? And (laughs) the crowd was coming closer and closer and closer, and certainly I could see them. And they were holding banners, stop procrastinating, and that's what they were saying. (laughs) They (laughs) were coming louder and louder and louder. Okay, I got it, I got it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was uh, uh, yes. Uh, that, that helped me when I wanted when I was procrastinating. I remember the crowd, <laughs> and then another time my husband wanted. To, <laughs> yeah, I, it was hilarious. And another time my husband uh, was getting up at about five, and I was still awake, to, starting to write. And to do that, I go in another state of mind. You know, it's a bit. Uh, I'm uh, well. I'm. I'm in another dimension. <laughs> Somewhere, so Mm -hmm. he thought he thought I was he thought I was awake, and so he tapped my knee and said, "Would you like some coffee?" And that brought me back down. I mean, crashing. I started screaming and crying until I came back to normal. And then I started to I took my pad and wanted to write again. And I heard there were two or three people somewhere saying, It was a bit, it was a bit dramatic, wasn't it? I mean, and they were laughing, and, and so at that time, it was not funny. I was, I was angry, I said, how oh, dare you? <laughs> and then afterwards, uh, yeah. I thought it was so funny, now I think about it as something so funny. There is a sense of humor so <laughs> that they have, yeah. and uh, yeah, they were trying to diffuse you know, the seriousness of what happened but at that time right. I was still under shock. I could not take it. But now I say, Oh my God, it's fun. It's it's fun. So it allowed me afterwards to say, Okay, well, you know, let's let's not be so Seriously. when I talk yeah. to them, they are not up there and I bow. No, no. They are next to me. I haven't told them I don't want to look up, it breaks my neck, so you're beside me, okay? I I'm then <laughs> And then we talk, right. I talk and and they're like good friends, you know. Um, sitting or standing around me or walking with me. That's how I see it now. And that that little episode allowed me to to, to see it that way. That I don't have to have a special prayer or anything. It's just natural, it's normal. And that's what I want to um let people know in my book that everybody has that ability, and if they want to, they can reconnect with that ability if they have lost it and It's simple you don't need fancy things, you don't need anything just be just keep your heart very wide open and and speak with sincerity. Let your child breathe and 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 yeah. Don't make it complicated. Just ask questions and say, Hey, you know, I I need help here or just like you would talk to a good friend. That's how I do personally. Right. That's how I prefer. Right. But you know, people are different and some not the Yeah, more, absolutely. So.
0: Yeah. Well we're we're a little past halfway through the show, Lilian. So I want to take just a quick break. And and then when okay. we come back, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, depression as being you know, potential block, you know, from yeah. from uh, communication. So I want to talk a little yes. bit more about that and other blocks that people may have, and mm-hmm. maybe ways to change that. Okay. Okay. Fair. Okay. Great. Okay. Everyone, can we, we'll be right back after this brief break. Okay. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder. That we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, biteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, nature photography, calendars, and five-by-seven photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeart Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc., and we also have buttons to those platforms On the top of our homepage, our website, byteradio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone. Thank you for staying with us again today. My special guest is Lilian Fortnall. And we are talking about her new book, Winks From Above, Opening Up to Signs and Synchronicities to Receive Little Miracles Each Day. And, again, you can find out more by visiting Elian's website, which is www.winksfromabove.com. Okay, with that, we're back, Lilian. Okay. Okay, <laughs> Okay, good. So, um, like I mentioned before the break, you know, um, earlier in the show you indicated that, you know, depression was one of those areas that one of those things that you had experienced that kind of put a damper on communication. So, can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, are there other types of things that act as blocks to communication? Well, yes, definitely. There
1: are several things. Let me uh – I will read from my book the short uh, description of each one of them. So, when our heart is full of anger and hatred, it's closed, no light can get in, we are blind and deaf. When our heart is so full of fear, we become petrified. We can't move in any direction except retreat deeper into our comfort zone. When our heart is full of sorrow, It's engrossed in soothing its own pain, and no sensation of connection with our guides is possible. We are numb. When our heart is incapable of love towards ourselves, our daily life is full of misery. Failure is always waiting. When our heart is so full of ourselves, no matter what our guides try to convey, we look down on it. We may see the signs, but our misguided sense of pride leads us to believe that we know better, and when our heart is, um, when our heart understands the messages, but we feel that the actions required is too hard, too much has to be changed, it's too inconvenient, or a new path seems difficult to follow, we do nothing. And the last one, when our heart, when in our heart we don't believe anything outside what we have learned through the teaching of our parents, the school, the church, and our offspring. We are blocked from taking the necessary steps to move forward on our last path. Our journey becomes singularly linear. No matter what happens, we will not venture on a new path, even if it leads to a better way for us to reach the end of our journey. So that's, in a nutshell, what block says.
0: <clears throat> wow. wow. So, I mean, each one of those was heart-based, so obviously that it's um that is would be a um, a focal point for mm-hmm. you know kind of measuring or, or for, for doing the connection. Now um you know when when you were going through and you know mentioning several of them, like for example, anger and, and hatred and fear. Those those in particular, those those three. Okay. Um it seems that that, I mean, now this is a generalization, but it seems like there is a lot more of that being expressed um, in the world. Now, I mean, I, and, yeah. and there, are, there are there are very good, you know, you know, love and 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 supportive and you know those kinds of things going on as well. But to me, it seems that the those three—the anger, hatred, and fear—are are amplified a lot more, you know, in, in recent years. So, would, would, wouldn't that then make it um, difficult for you know for those who you know want to be a positive force in the world to to kind of you know let that let that happen?
1: Well. You know because of the media um, mm-hmm. people glued to their t v uh wanting to know everything about what's bad in the world or you know that that that's really something that that's a downer and when you are that way well, you you block you block anything that would lead you um you know to that would help you to be able to see the signs synchronicity et cetera because it's fact like you put a gray Cloud around you, and the light cannot penetrate. Uh, so you you, you can't see out. You you're within that that grey cloud, that grey dark grey cloud, and there is nothing else uh, except the way you feel, which is anger, fear. I mean, it goes. To, you know, you, you get you get the news from the media, it makes you angry. Then you you are fearful of the future, etc. So it leads to a lot of negativity. And that's what you have in your life, and negativity begets negativity, so um, mm-hmm. that's a downward spiral and unfortunately you're very right, Robert. this is what's happening now what's happening in the world, but there are also as if people love to read the news, there are also some very positive uh, sites to look at uh, or to read, and it's about what Positive things that people do, real stories that people do, mm-hmm. that would never make it in the news, but it is there. So I always have that, and if I happen to read, uh, something I really don't like, it upsets me, I go to the other site and read something very, uh, touching, you know, it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's beautiful, it makes you smile, it makes you laugh, sometimes cry out of joy because, so I, I go to those sites, because it's very, very important to have a balance. It's important not to be totally ignorant of what's going on, but it is also very important to remain uh, balanced. And to have a balance, well, you have to work at it. You just can't let yourself uh, digest only the negative things. You have to make an effort and go uh, look for the sites that offer very positive news. And there are. There are many nowadays. Even some. Uh, yeah. CNN and so has the site for positive news. so if we make a little effort, we can, we can change the way we feel, because after all, all the things happening in the world, what can we do? Nothing really, except yeah. not make it worse for ourselves and our neighbors and our family. If we are affected by all this negativity, then uh, you know if everybody in my street is feeling that way, then then it's, it's so negative. You meet somebody and everybody feels down and, and, and so forth. So we, we have to react to it. We have to concentrate on what's beautiful. And there are many, many things out there that are just beautiful. Uh, it's, it could be in the news, but it could be look at outside. I mean, you know, yeah. there's so much beauty in nature. So we, we, we have to make an effort in that and not not dwell with just the negativity.
0: Yeah, yeah, Well, and that's a good way to combat, you know, the the deluge of, of negativity is having those positive sites or or positive you know, places to go to, you know, to create that balance. Now, one of my favorite shows on, on TV is Sunday Morning, and they have 90 minutes of story, but my favorite part is the last, 45 seconds when they do moments of nature, you know, to me, it's like, you know, most often I will skip over 89 minutes of, of stories to get <laughs> that one minute, one minute of nature. Um, but, um, you know, so, you know, I mean, you know, it, it's, and, and like you say, you know, even in, like, in traditional news, um, many the network broadcasts will have, you know, if they have 30 minutes, they'll have, you know, 25 minutes worth of, you know, uh all this kind of conflict and, and, and things that are kind of going wrong with the world, but at the very end, they'll have their good news story, you know, their feel-good story, you know, at the very end, you know, so um it's, you know, to me, it's like, uh, you know, I would rather have it reversed, you <laughs> so know, 29 minutes or 25 yeah. minutes of it, you know, and if you have to throw in some of that stuff that's going on that, I, you know, kind of would, you know, be, would be good to know, then you can throw it in the five minutes. But, but
1: also, you know. Also very important, I think, is to clean up your social media. I've cleaned up mine a few years back. And it is so good because some people were always dwelling into negativity or things I just don't care reading. It's a waste of time and space. So I warned the people, uh, and if they did not change, then they were out. I just unsigned Mm -hmm. them so I don't have to deal with that. And I sign up with a lot of positive sites. There are many positive sites out there on social media. That's what I sign up with. So instead of having bad news coming, when I uh, look at Facebook, let's say, or Instagram, I have a lot of positive things coming up with wonderful advice or positive stories. Uh, so, so that's what I do, and I really, rarely have anything negative now on social media. Another thing, too, is distance yourself from people who are negative because uh, you don't need that. You don't need to, to to have people like that. If they're members of your family, uh, put a little distance between them and you. I mean, it's it, it just for you to to honor your boundaries. Um, yeah. And also try to look for people who are positive, people you feel good with. So when you meet them, you know it's going to be fun, because life can be a lot of fun, even though... Sometimes we have to face a lot of difficulties, but it doesn't last typically. So it's good to be surrounded by people who are uh, maybe not only like minded, it's good to have people who think differently because that enriches what uh, what you know. Mm-hmm. But people who are positive, people who instead you say something and instead of people looking at, at the negative side of it, say, oh, yeah. I, You know, so it makes your daily life so much more agreeable when you go when you when you're surrounded by people like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know that's very important. I mean, there, like you mentioned, there are many ways that we can manage our environment. You know, and and who 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 we give our time and attention to, and and -hmm. and. and, well, and and you're right. With with family, can, can be particularly challenging. Um, but um, but you know, and, and and I think sometimes that it's you know, family is set up that way to to really test test that unconditional love part of living. <laughs> you know, yeah.
1: And, yeah uh, that's <laughs> But we don't but, have to but, let uh, people walk all over us, you know. We can we can honor our boundaries. That's very very important because we can give more to others if we respect our own boundary. Otherwise, we <laughs> we're in a state of mind that is very difficult to deal with ourselves. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. And um, and you know, it's it's one thing to to be able to. Um, uh to be able to you know interact you know with, with differences of opinion um but when it comes time to uh you know the i mean i excuse me i know i know several people who you know they're right now their life is surrounded by negativity i mean every time um I hear from her um it it it's like one negative after another, and mm-hmm. it, it's weird because I mean, because I have you know kind of casually said, you know maybe you know a little less time with that one or that person or you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but but um but she seems to like it <laughs> so you know and, and uh so you know my interactions with her are fewer. Because it's just you know the idea of I mean she doesn't like kind of the way her life is and but mm-hmm. she doesn't want to change it either so yeah. um, and you know and then you know it was after a few times um, after hanging up and me feeling exhausted I'm thinking that's not, <laughs> that's not the way you should be I should I should feel more energized when I talk to someone rather mm-hmm. than
1: drink. yeah Yeah. well there are people like that and and, and the good thing is to keep your distance and and again if it's a family member or somebody you care about it's important to try to help at first try if it doesn't work you know I I've distanced myself from some people I tried for one person three years and then I tell Mm -hmm. myself no more. It's draining. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. So I just distance myself, and uh, that's fine, you know. Because some people actually do try, but they they're not looking for solutions. They need to no. be helped constantly. They need to be held yeah. and helped constantly. So I'm not the type of person who would do that. I can help. Yeah. You get up, <laughs> and you you're fine. But really? no, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, uh you know, you know, I'm not, yeah, the I'm not sure. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so um, guys, we're getting down toward the end of episode. So um I d you know, who who would you say would be the ideal um reader um for Winks from Above?
1: When, this was one of the difficulties I had at first to find my ideal reader because there are so many people I could think about that would benefit from my book. But then, after looking for a while, I came to, back to myself when I was early twenties. Many, many things were happening to me all the time. You know, you can call it paranormal, but it was strange and I would say it's strange. I would like to know more about it, but at the time I couldn't find books. I didn't know where to look. Uh, and there were not, there was not much written about it that I knew of. So I just, okay, and I just, uh, did not learn much about it at the time. So when I wrote the book, I wrote it to myself when I was in my early twenties, thinking well that mm. there are lots of people out there who have that need. Things happen to them. You know, everybody has synchronicities happening. You think of a person you haven't seen in three years, and suddenly you go to the store, oh, the person is right there, or the phone ring, that person is calling you, etc. There are many, many things happening like that, and some are stranger than that. But, um, you know, we, we just dismiss it, when actually it's interesting to revisit and... Uh, and um, be able to, to know about it, but often times we just, we just don't do a thing. We say, oh, I wish I knew, or, or you, you don't do anything. But there are many people who deep inside feel that there is more to them than just a physical body, but either they mm-hmm. don't have the time because of job, or, you know, they think about it maybe early morning when they wake up, and then during the day they're busy and they don't think about it, and once in a while it, it pops in. So, my book, I wrote it in a way that is simple. The exercises are simple. You can be busy and still, you pick one of the exercises, and I'm sure that you take a walk in nature sometimes, or, you know, some of the things I described you do. So, it's just a little shift in how you approach what you do you know, mindfulness, you're there in a moment, and, uh, and other exercises I gave, so that's to help whoever knows and feels that there is more to, to him or her than the physical body, so it, it's for all these people, but my ideal reader was a young woman in her 20s <laughs> who had all things happening and was looking everywhere um, to, to find an answer. so... Yeah. So it's well, uh, mainly wonderful. Mainly well, mainly well, anybody.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, this has really been a treat, Julian. And now you're on social media. And, uh, and now oh, thank you so much, Robert. And Facebook,
1: I'm And that's one of the positive uh, <laughs> uh, sites on, uh, on social media I was talking about.
0: Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Agree. <laughs> so I look forward to keeping in touch and, and following your journey. And I really appreciate you sharing your time with us.
1: Oh, and thank you so much, Robert, for having me. It was delightful. Like thank you.
0: You're, you're very welcome. Again, everyone, today my special guest has been Gillian Faulkner and we've been talking about her new book, "Wings from Above: Opening Up to Science and Synchronicities." To receive little miracles each day. And again, you can find out more by visiting her website, which is www.winksfromabove.com. And everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast From Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, Amazon Music, and Audible. To follow our show on any of those platforms, visit ByteRadio.me and select the one you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.